Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, 5 Minutes with the G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, we produce, record and edit video content, and audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Podomatic, Anchor, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat, the pitch is where we sleep and the pitch is where we talk. Welcome to the Straight Shooting View. Hey everybody, what is up? My name is Straight Shooting LJA and welcome to another episode of the Straight Shooting View. Now, you know what? I'm wearing an England shirt from the 90s, commemorating England 4, Netherlands 1 from Euro 96. Still still legitimately my favourite tournament that I've, international tournament that I've ever watched. And it was the first one, so it'll always hold that special place in my heart. But one thing I do, well, a few things I want to discuss today, and I'm going to quote someone. This is from a gentleman called Lee Alpino. And this is from a group that I'm part of on Facebook called English Football in the 1990s. And Lee Alpino says, um, he basically said that football still has a long way to go. Get rid of Sky and the Premier League next. Then VAR, set a maximum wage limit for players. Sack players who who are morally corrupt and allow tackling again. Now, there's a lot. A lot to break down, a hell of a lot to break down in that. Um, And that was from April 21st, 2021. And a lot to break down. And I've given a lot of thought to to what Lee actually said. And I I don't agree with a lot that he has said right there. But there are some, there are some parts of it where it's like, Okay, there may be something in it. But him saying, get rid of Sky. First of all, Sky are ingrained in the footballing business. And football is a business. Let's not get it wrong. It's not a benevolent, it's not a benevolent fund. It's not some sort of charity. Football is unfortunately a business, especially nowadays um, in 2021. And for me, Sky are so ingrained in the business that this will not happen. You can't get rid of them. If you get rid of the Premier League, you get rid of Sky and vice versa. They're basically two peas in a pod. You can't separate them. It's like social cleansing and gentrification. You can't separate the two. Um, and for me, they have been absolutely critical, Sky Sky Sports. They've been, as much as I criticise them, they have been absolutely critical in the global expansion of the Premier League. And also the increase in production values, in terms of video production values, making the experience of watching football a lot more immersive. So you can't, I don't think it's as simple as saying just get rid of them. You can't because they are so embedded. They're embedded, they're basically, they're basically dug in like a tick when it comes to the Premier League because they were, they were responsible for starting it. So you can't you can't get rid of them. BT Sport, on the other hand, different thing. But I may vlog on that at some point. But as I've vlogged about before, 
ironically, for the first time when I was wearing this shirt, about VAR actually not being the issue. VAR, for me, is not the problem. VAR is actually, in my view, doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Show the referees what happened from a number of different angles. That's what VAR is. That's what it's supposed to do. So it's on them ones. It is, it is doing its job. The sad thing is, and what the and what the issues are, number one, poor standard of refereeing, but we called that back in 2010 on a pitch talk podcast, mixcloud.com forward slash pitch talk. Check that one out from March and February, our two-parter on VAR. And it's a case of grey areas around the rules. The offside rule, how much has that been changed in the last decade and a half? The handball rule, how much has that been changed in the last two years? The offside rule, how much has that been changed in the last five years? So when you've got grey areas around those, and when those, and considering all those are basically open to interpretation, vary your issues. There are your issues right there. So getting rid of VAR won't solve that. And VAR has not taken the fun out of the game. Because at the end of the day, there have been a lot of controversial goals that would have been ruled out via VAR. Um, what's it? England, Germany. I think it was Lampard's goal in the World Cup in 2010. Pedro Mendes's goal that wasn't. Um, what's it? The Tottenham Man United with Roy Carroll being halfway into the net. Also, also as well, buddy, you got countless other examples. Um, there was a championship example. I think it was, I think it was a Reading game back in like 2009. You've also, you've also got Luis Garcia's ghost goal, which hurts me to say as a Liverpool supporter, but that may have been ruled out if there was GLT and or VAR. So yeah. VAR hasn't taken the fun out of the game. For me, VAR has highlighted a long-standing issue with poor standard of refereeing. And also, as I said, grey areas and incongruities and loopholes around rules that have been changed so much, a lot of people don't even know, oh, wait, wait, I thought that was how this went this week. I thought that was how this was this week. But also as well, a maximum wage limit is an interesting one and a salary cap that would actually be impossible because in a free market economy, you can't actually limit what someone can earn. So a salary cap is nice in theory, but number one, you'd have to have everybody agree to one first and foremost. Then secondly, you'd have to agree to what that ceiling would be because like with financial fair play, 15% of annual revenue for Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal is going to be completely different to 15% of annual revenue for, say, West Brom um, or Sheffield United. That's going to be two completely different things. So it's not necessarily going to even things out. And I know FFP is about living within your means. Um, but also as well, it's on them ones. What someone can earn and what someone gets paid are basically reliant on two things. What the buyer is willing to pay and what the market will bear. Now, we've seen a very, very distorted transfer market over in the last, what, four or five years where Neymar went for like 220 plus million. Virgil van Dijk was 70, it was what, 75 million. 
you're having Coutinho for 105 million, well, 138, but it's one of them was there was a lot of, there was installments for that final, like 37. So it's one of them where when you've got players going for that amount, that's all about what the market will bear. And in terms of Van Dyke going for 75 million, Coutinho going for this, Neymar going for that, then that's about what clubs are willing to pay. So if, so if for instance, like let's take Raheem Sterling when he was playing for us at Liverpool, Manchester City were willing to pay £49 million for him. Worth it in hindsight, but they were willing, they were willing to pay that and pay him two, three hundred k a week. We were not willing to do that at that time. And the club was a mess at that point anyway, but we were not willing to do that. So you've got, you've got to look at it in those ways. And I said, in a free market economy, you can't limit what someone can earn. So it is one that, so it was one then where it's like, yeah, I said, you, you just, you just can't do that. You can't limit someone's earnings because imagine you've got a family to feed and you and you're told right you can only earn 30 grand a year that's the most you can earn but you've got a family with say four or five kids you get married you want to get married and that kind of thing you can't do that like you can't, that's you're going to struggle to live so and especially with cost of living going up constantly and going up above inflation constantly you're going to struggle and you're going to struggle massively so then you're going to have to potentially rely on the state but that's but it all stems from you've been limited as to how much you can earn. So for me, it's one of them where it's where it's just like no, that doesn't that, sorry that doesn't work for me either. You've got to you've got to make clubs spend within their means, and with FFP, well, Platini did more damage to that than anybody when he gave up the the biggest bargaining chip years about four or five years ago saying, oh yeah, well, we're not looking to throw teams out of our tournaments. It's like, oh, dude, you, that was your biggest bargaining chip. Even if you threaten that and you only threaten it, it, all, it clubs will get their houses in order because of the threat. So there's that as well. But as I said, man, I mean, as well, I want to come to tackling. Tackling's an interesting one because I play for Ibis Eagles in, of the Southern Amateur League. Um, shout outs to at Ibis Eagles AFC on Twitter and also at VSAL1907 on Twitter as well. The league, Southern Amateur League. But I love a good meaty like pedigree chum tackle. I love that. Anybody who's played alongside me, anybody who's played against me knows that. I love tackling. I love getting down the dirty. Love them blood and fun their games. But it is all about player safety. And I've had a concussion before myself, not even because of a tackle. Um, it was actually me going in for a header and someone kicking me in the head. So <laughs> I've had a concussion before and I've seen some horrific um, broken limbs. One, because of a majorly bad tackle. Um, one, because the guy just landed wrong. But it is all about player safety at the end of the day. And you have to be able to guarantee player safety. Because especially like say in the amateur leagues, we're paying to play. So if we're out with a broken leg for a year, who's paying our bills? If Who's paying our bills? We've got day jobs. So there's always that kind of, all right, going hard, but not too hard that you're endangering someone. 
And at the very top level, you, you've got a very, very short shelf life in general. Football, footballers have a short shelf life at the top level. And you look at someone like Jesper Blomqvist, Dean Ashton. I know I'm going back a while, but your career can very, very easily come to an end and get cut short. Eduardo De Silva, he was lucky. He was very lucky to come back. I mean, after that double fracture with, what's it, Martin Johnson, and also um, Aaron Ramsey as well with Ryan Shawcross. These guys, these two guys were lucky to come back after such horrific breaks. So it's one of them where some people were forced. Ryan Mason, look at him. Um, he was forced to, to basically retire early because of an injury. So, like tackling and that and that kind of thing. I mean, yes, there is referees' discretion, but you have to be able to guarantee player safety. So, certain tackles you would have gotten away with in the nineties, no, you should not be able to get away with now. But um, the point about players being morally corrupt, I think, was kind of a, to me was kind of a funny point as well because define morally corrupt. I mean. <sighs> I think it was meant in regard... I think it was meant by Lee Alpino about basically players jumping ship from club to club, saying they love a club and then jumping ship. At the end of the day, you, when you move to a club, you're going to say what you want them to hear. You're going to do that. It's like going to a new job or going for a job interview. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm very happy. I really want to work for this company because of X, Y, and Z, when we all know it's just about the money. And when you get into that company, it's going to be like, oh, I'm so happy to be here, even if you hate it, even if you hate the job. Would you call that morally bankrupt? I don't know. I would see it as just playing the game, to be perfectly frank, because, every, because most people, 90% of people, I'd say, are working for the money. They're not working for the love of the game. They're not working for the love of that job. Most people. There are certain things like, say, Pitch Talk, for instance. I'm doing this for the love. I love talking football, as you can tell. But um, it's, it's a case of, in terms of certain players being mercenaries, I can't blame them for that, to be honest, because it's all about getting all of getting as much money as you can when you can. Because you if you know your shelf life is potentially is short and could potentially be even shorter if some idiot comes in with a bad tackle, then you're going to try and earn all the money for you and your family as you're going to earn as much as you can whilst you can. I mean, you never you never know when it's going to come to an end. So it's one of them where it's like, again, about the free market economy. I mean, any, I mean in any other line of work, you're never going to get criticized for earning as much money as you can. If you move up to, say, through Tesco's or Sainsbury's or something like that, if you're a shop floor worker, you want to be a manager because you want to earn more money. And I don't think anybody's going to say to you, oh, you're morally corrupt for wanting to just move up the ladder. How you move up the ladder, that's a different story. But um, but it's one of them ones where it's like, if you, as said, if you have a family to provide for, or even if you don't, but you're thinking about buying a house, you're thinking about maybe starting a family down the road, or you've got people who you want to support because you have become affluent, you want to earn as much money as you can to help them as much as you can and have something saved over for a rainy day. If this COVID-19 pandemic, has, it, it should have taught people that 
Of course, savings are crucial, having something put away for a rainy day, and basically making sure that you are making purchases that, number one, you're comfortable with, but also that you're happy with. Making the right purchases. Like, I don't need 20 pairs of trainers. I can wear two pairs of trainers. If one's getting a bit grotty, I might top up with another one. But I'm not going to spend 120 quid per pair of trainers. So I don't mind going to Primark and paying 20 quid for a pair of trainers and making them last because I'm treating them well. So it's what so it's one of them. It's it, I said the pandemic this COVID-19 pandemic should have taught people like just that alone, to be perfectly honest. Appreciate appreciate what you got. So it's one of them ones where tomorrow isn't guaranteed. And I said in a free market economy, you can't limit. So in closing, I just I just wanna I just wanna say that yeah, you can't get rid of Sky. VAR is actually doing what it's supposed to do. Tackling, it's a matter of player safety, and you can't gamble with that. And players being morally corrupt, like players being mercenaries, can you really blame them? If Manchester City are willing to pay someone 300k and someone else like Shanghai Shenua, for instance, are willing to pay 500k, where are you going to go? As a businessman, where are you going to go? You're going to go for 500k, even if you can only earn that for eight, nine, ten months, you're going to go and do it. <laughs> you, you're going to go and do it. It's just smart. It really is. And I said, with the cost of living going up and all that, and also in this country, remember, you'll be in the highest tax bracket. So players, remember players going to Monaco years ago, they were going there because it's like, oh, no taxes to pay. Okay, cool. I'll go, I'll go there for a couple of years, bank that, bank that money that I would have spent on, that I would have been stung for taxes on, and boom, live your life. That's why people have these offshore accounts because they're trying to save money. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those, I mean, I said the salary cap, in principle, it sounds good. And in principle, I agree with it. But I know it can't happen. It can't. It really can't. But it's an interesting one, man. Comment section is down below. Remember, youtube.com forward slash pitch talk is where you can catch all the episodes of the straight shooting view with yours truly, my straight shooting view top picks as well. You can also catch coaching with JBK, five minutes with the G, of special feature segments, and much, much more. Also, www.pitch-talk.com or pitch-talk.com. That is our official website. Check out everything we have got there. We've got all our links there. We've got our we've got our Twitter links there at Twitter at Pitch Talk on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we're up to at Pitch Talk on Instagram as well. Facebook.com forward slash Pitch Talk. Become a fan, become a fan, become a member of the group. Join the Footballing Revolution. We are working so hard to create. Remember, you could pick up all of these links on our website, www.pitch-talk.com. You can also catch our audio there as well and RSS feed. Remember, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're on Spotify, Amazon Music, Deezer, Player FM. Give us a subscribe, give us a rating, let us know what you think of our podcast. We're also on Verbal, V-U-R-B-L as well. We're in so many different places. Have a look out for us. Remember, our official website is www.pitch-talk.com or pitch-talk.com. 
I have been Straight Shooting LJA, and until next time on the Straight Shooting View, thank you for your time. Comment section is below. Let me know your thoughts. Take it easy, peeps. Join the Pitch Talk revolution. Check out the official Pitch Talk website. www.pitch-talk.com Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments. Five minutes with the G. The straight shooting view. Coaching with JBK. We produce, record and edit video content. And audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Podomatic, Anchor, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and www.pitch-talk.com. The pitch is where we eat. The pitch is where we sleep. And the pitch is where we talk. To see you now.